Alright, run it. Welcome to the Icon Minority Podcast, episode 225. I am one of your hosts, Gigi Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Peter Parker, and with me, all the way from South Carolina, is the one and only Mishi. What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, now, word on the street is you want to a.k.a. this episode? Yes, I do. Um, my a.k.a. this week is Aaron Yeager. Shout out to Attack on Titan. Say less. We coming in. We coming in 2013. Coming in hot, and I can't wait. There you go. And I actually now I understand that reference. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Before we before we even get into any of this, I do want to send. We do want to send our heartfelt condolences out to Lady Godiva. She is currently on tour, but she's also battling the losing of her voice. Oh, I'm so sorry, Lady Godiva. Get better. Pollen, it's a bitch. Cause it's, it's eating everybody up. Cause <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause around this time, cause mind you, the Misfits point shit out. There's like every year around this time, Lady Godiva is absent from the podcast, and it's like, yeah, like dog, like I promise, it's nothing crazy. It's no, it's no conspiracy theory, y'all. Like the weather is changing, her body is not adjusting to the weather, so now you have what you have. Like people be like, I guess motherfucker be thinking like a contract negotiation, some shit. Like, are they negotiating their contract? No, never that. We don't have to negotiate contracts around here. Yeah, I, I hope you feel better, definitely, for sure. Like I said, I don't follow with you and everybody at tough time. So I hope you speedy recovery, Lady my, my maturity level kicked in because I almost said something about a contract and a, uh, and a, and a certain fruit. Oh. Ooh, that's not bad. <laughs> I almost said a contract with a certain company that's named after a fruit. There we go. Um, yeah, because okay. I had to I had to clarify that because you know people chop shit up. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, before we even get into the podcast, I want to share something I seen on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very interesting. Okay. So here we go. Actually, hold on. Echo, play thunderstorms. We need we need some background we need some background music we need some background to this. All right, y'all ready? Everybody got around the campfire. All right, setting the mood. I recently found out why my mom would never sleep around me when I was a kid. Like she never let herself take naps or sleep if I was awake ever, or if she did, she would lock her bedroom door. So when I was six, I was asleep in my bed in the middle of the night when I heard a loud bang, like a pot being dropped, and I came out to the living room to see my mom standing by the window with just a huge pot of spaghetti all over the ceiling and a pot on the ground. And I'm like, are you going to eat all of that? And y'all, she got big mad and yells at me and chased me to my room. But then, a little while later, a bunch of cops show up and ask me a bunch of random-ass questions about my art. Like, this one cop lady kept asking me to draw dragons for her. And they seemed mad as hell, too. I didn't want to get arrested, so I just never asked my mom for spaghetti after that. Lesson learned. Don't ask mom for spaghetti, or she'll call the damn police on you. 
So I have this memory in my head, and I go. I so I have this memory in my head, and it goes unquestioned till I say it out loud for the first time a couple months back. And just as soon as I say the words, when I was six, my mom called the cops on me for asking for spaghetti. My adult logic slams into place and is like, hang on. Your mom definitely did not call the police on a six-year-old for asking for spaghetti. So obviously, that's not what really went down. I called my mom to tell her how I remembered it. And on the top of her figuring out why my child has never asked for spaghetti ever in his life, for the last three decades she tell me what really happens so on that night a man tried to break into our house through the front window it was just my mom and her kids so she did all she had to do and she felt like she had to do so she shot him in the head he's been he he was wearing a helmet which landed on the floor under the window now i just want y'all to put yourself in my mom's shoes for a minute here. This woman has taken a human life. The trauma of that, the instant, the instant gut feeling, the panic, the guilt, the fear, all of it hitting her at once. Her only sole knowledge of this was to keep her children safe. She's protecting her daughters. No matter the cost of her soul, her children are safe. Then she looks up and see her six-year-old staring at her what my bad then she looks up and sees her six-year-old staring at her in the middle of the kitchen with a human's head in her hand saying are you going to eat all that (laughs) echo stop playing music that shit had me crying because it's like yo (laughs) are you going to eat all that when I tell you the emotions that I went through listening to that, like, oh, they're like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck you mean? I was like, because mind y'all, mind y'all, if y'all have never seen this, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get the, um, I'm going to have to get the white girls to share the, 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 um, the clip by clip. Um, and I'm going to share it with Mishi right now. I want you to check Twitter. This is, this is, this is how it ends. This is why it took me, this is why I had to slow down reading it. Cause this is this is this is the end clips of the um of the reading. I want y'all to see it. It's a fucking it's a. I'm gonna let Misha see it right now. But it 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 don't it don't match the story, so it catches you the it catches you the fuck off guard. Okay. Oh man, that shit had me. That shit had me crying. Cause it's like, why the fuck? Like why the fuck is this? Like why the like why the fuck is this the goddamn ending? So these, so these are the illustrations. Yeah, the, the whole thing is not illustrated. The whole thing, if you scroll back to the beginning, nothing about this illustrate to the fucking end. And you're like, what the fuck? Like what the okay. fuck? Like what the fuck does McDonald's? What the fuck does woman at McDonald's got to do with any of this? <laughs> like it's just so. So I was trying to read and not laugh because I almost cried. I almost started laughing when I got to the end. I seen. I started going, "What the fuck?" Without, but I would have fucked up the ending if I would have did that. And she looks up and sees her six-year-old staring at the inside of a man's head before saying, "Are you going to eat all of that?" <laughs> I was like, "What the?" Hit? Go. That is crazy. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't expect to see that. I didn't either. Yeah, the whole yeah, that definitely was not the illustration I was expecting to see when I 
cutest story at all. Man, I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't. I was like, why the fuck? I was like, man, what the fuck is weird ass mama got to do? What the fuck is weird ass mama? It's the kids like, damn, like, like, are you gonna eat all that? And she's like, she got big man. Like, what the fuck? I thought I was like, I thought his mom thought he was make, calling her fat or some shit. Me too. I was like, damn, his mama don't like being body shamed. <laughs> you, gonna, you gonna eat all that? And she got big man. Did it really threw me off? Did it really threw me off? The police showed up and started asking me to draw lions and shit, like b- dragons, <laughs> just draw random shit, and they was mad too. He said, "I ain't want, I ain't want to go to jail, so I ain't never asked us to again." <laughs> that part that was funny when he said that. I was like, "So a dragon? Like what? Where are we going with this?" That motherfucker, that motherfucker has been deprived of spaghetti for a long ass time. Oh, that's funny. Tragic, but funny. Oh, that shit is. That shit is. That shit is fucking funny. Cause that's that is fucking that is that shit caught me by so much surprise when they got to the end. It was like, well, her mom had a whole human head in her hand, and yet not done that. Thought she had spaghetti. <laughs> so you're gonna eat all that? <laughs> <laughs> Just get chased in your room. That's fucking wild. Like imagine getting chased in your room. That is fucking hilarious. Getting chased in your room. Your mom, your mom just dealing with a whole bunch of shit. She just chased you out of your room. Like, damn, all they were asking this motherfucker about spaghetti. Chasing your room and then held there and forced to draw pictures of lions and tigers and dragons. Are you going to get arrested? That is, that is I'm gonna drive. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, but but so yeah, so we need we need to give y'all a little laugh. But how 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 has your how has your weekend been? It's been good. The weekend's the weekend's been peaceful. Um but my week started off with a bang. Cause I got to go see my first post-COVID cons well, still in a pandemic, let me say. But <laughs> uh first concert since uh since COVID and it was great. Who did you go um, see? Drum roll. Went to go see Lucky Day. Ooh, la, and la. it was great. Like, well, guess to give a little backstory, it was actually supposed to happen at the beginning of this month, but it got postponed and it got postponed to yesterday. So we were able to go check him out last night, and I think he said this was the last stop. So he circled back around just to come back to Charlotte just to give us our show. So oh shit! Look at y'all getting a, looking <laughs> being the last stop on the shut tour. Yeah, and he performed like it was the last stop. Like it was, it was a really great live show. Um, energy from beginning to end. Yeah, great set list. He played all the shit you would want to hear. Um, the band was great. The lights were great. All of it. Um, he sounds he sounds amazing. Like you playing that in the background is what he sounded like live, and that's something that was, you know, impressive to me, <laughs> especially in this day where you don't know what's cleaned up behind the scenes and what's not. So definitely, definitely, um. Enjoyed it, enjoyed it, and he didn't have an opening act, so it was just him. But and, and how many times did he play Rosamo? <laughs> um, just once. It was just once. Cause I feel like I feel like that's one of those things where 
he and there's no knock to him. I just feel like that's one of the things where like he could play it over and over, and people would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Like that's one of those things because he set off a whole like that role some more. That shit, that shit started a whole like plethora of music from different artists that we're not going to talk about that just basically <laughs> copied this song. Like this, like, because it makes me think of Kanye West and um Jay Z when they perform "Niggas mm-hmm. in Paris." They have to perform mm-hmm. it like at least they performed it like twenty four times in a row one time in the concert because people would not let them stop performing it. This the song. Yeah, that drops. Look at drop We can't, we can't, we can't go nowhere till the drought comes. Mm-hmm. It's that shit. Yeah, yeah, you should see my shoulders are rolling. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So he can play. He can play this for a good thirty minutes. Ain't nobody. Nobody's gonna be like, man, come on, man, come on. Listen to this, man. And I it sounds it sounds amazing live. I just imagine it sounds amazing live. It really did, and to you know, like, and when songs like that, and when you and the crazy part is, you would think that that's what he would end the show with, but he didn't. He actually ended it with over, but. Just to hear people, you know, because the venue itself was a stand, it's a standard venue, so it's a lot, you know, it's a lot more intimate, and it really wasn't a bad um, place to be, but to be in there amongst, like, fans who you can tell, like, really, really listen to that shit, and you play a beat or note or whatever, and start singing, and they, everybody just go crazy. It's like, I, I love that energy in a concert, so um, definitely enjoyed it. You know, like I said, it was a standing venue, and um, you know, I, look. Well, I like I, I'll ask you: is is there standing room venue etiquette? Because I feel like it should be. Or it is. is. It is. Okay. Everybody has to look out for in standing room only venues. You have to look out for each other. Exactly. So, you know, I myself, I am. I'm I'm barely scraping the five foot one on the mark meter. So <laughs> the way this being was set up, I didn't like it because it was like an incline. So we were able to stand like on the top of the incline. So you know we're good. Like I'm not really having to like try to peek over people's head. I'm like what the you know trying to see shit. So we're like you know jamming every time at the time and, and and whatever and maybe like thirty something minutes in. This motherfucker comes with, I guess, his girlfriend and whoever is lady of the evening and proceeds to evening. stand. Now, like I said, I'm like maybe five one. He has to be like a good six feet. He comes and brings his big square bag and stands right in front of me. No, sir. No, I didn't come to see your back perform. Like, I, to, at first, I was like, did he really just come and stand there? 
So I tapped him once. He tried to like, can you feel me? It's okay. Tapped him twice. Okay, you still don't feel me. Third time, I'm going to point my finger. So I made sure I used my fingernails. Mm. And I said, hey, <laughs> I'm right here. You need to shift it over. <laughs> I'm like, that is, but it, it was almost low-key arrogant. I also heard that he told my friend um, when he was in her way, he wasn't going to move. And I'm glad she didn't tell me that. I'll just say that. But he I'm t- just wait, like, he told her he wasn't going to move? Yes, he said he wasn't going to move. I said, you ain't tell me that fuck me to say that. Because, no, fuck? sir. The no. fuck? I mean, like, it it just didn't make sense. And I was like, is that not the... Because literally, we were sitting, we were, like, right by, like, the DJ booth thing. The fuck? So, literally, if they just would have stepped two steps back, they could have hit that whole, like, wall. He was just being an asshole. Just, just a jerk. But um, he, he definitely got out of my, my rear view. Like, because I... I uh-uh. So I'm just saying, PSA, stand in room venue. If you go, if you see me, please don't stand in front of me. <laughs> because I promise you, I can't see over you. But you could definitely see over me. <laughs> but that you but it's one of those things where it's like, especially if somebody says, Hey, like it's common courtesy, especially when you're a big, big tall motherfucker. Like, move the fuck out the way. Like you know, like you knew you was big before you went there. It's not exactly. like you got there and it was like, <laughs> oh shit. I'm a giant in a room full of fucking regular side people. Like, your big ass knew you was fucking big. Like, that's your whole personality trait from what it sounds like. So that's it's like you, So it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you should have you moved your big ass out the way. Because that's some bullshit. Like, y- y'all paid for the show just like he paid for the show. But he, but he know his big ass is too big to be in the way, to be standing in the front of it. Like, move your big ass out the way. Like, you, you in the way of some women. Like... He's singing exactly. to the women. He ain't singing to you. Exactly. Oh, you do. What the hell? Yeah, like him is his. I said, like I said, his lady of the evening. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm actually not gonna throw her under the bus because she literally never turned around. I didn't know she was yeah, aware that. of what was going on in the background. But you're also guilty by association, so. Because yeah. hopefully, because <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he didn't get none. He hopefully didn't get none, nada, none, none that night. Because I'd have been like, I'd have been like, what the fuck you mean? You out here just denying women opportunity to see somebody seen? Like, bro, you, like, bro, you that, like, dog, what? you want to see him that bad that you gonna block everybody else from seeing him? Because you could have just, you could just move to the side. Exactly. Because somebody, because really it ain't like they ain't like you even asking him to move to the back. I'd have been like, hey, bro. And he could be like shit. All you had to say was, "Oh my bad, my bad, my bad." Let me let me move out your way. And I do tend to look behind me, like I to make sure I'm really not blocking anyone, because that's like almost instinct when I go places like that. So I just thought maybe that was something everybody did, but I, last night I learned it wasn't. So no, c- common courtesy is not so common. Courtesy is not so common. Facts, facts. But you know what? Speaking of com- you know, common courtesies, I will say. Just second PSA <laughs> for concert. Um, you know, one of the things that happened, I didn't tell you about this part, we talked a little bit about it, but so when we got there, you know, we're trying to figure out, navigate where we're going um, to stand. And as we're walking through, I hear somebody go, hey, hey, hey. And I look back 
And there was a, a a young girl behind me, and she had a cup. So I almost like was just walking through, you know, passed through all not the cup. I'm like, oh gosh, this is our. But like that's actually how we figured out where we were going to stand at because we ran into her, mm-hmm. and so we're striking up a conversation. So she's talking to me or whatever because um, Toya was standing to the left of me, and, and so this girl is standing like to the right of me, and so we're sparking up a conversation, and she's like. Um, telling me ironically that we're in Charlotte and she's saying like, oh, she's from, you know, where I'm from, Columbia as well. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, what a coincidence, whatever. So I could tell she had been tipping the bottle a little bit because she was clearly at that point, you know, just kind of kind of drunk, talkative, a little slurry. She kept asking me my name and she was just really friendly. So, you know, you know, I have a, a daughter who is uh, just turned 24. And this young girl talking to her was like 23. She just turned. So it was almost like a mother mode kicked in. And I said, I'm going to have to watch out for her because <laughs> I can tell that she is rather inebriated. So I made it my business to watch out for her because she said she was, first of all, <laughs> so there was some people standing next to her and she was like, well, this is my nephew and my um and his uh girlfriend or something she said. Couldn't find out. She didn't know the people. <laughs> so evidently her mom brought her there, which moms parents period, like I know like they're adults at that age, but still just make sure they don't go places by themselves, especially if you know they're gonna drink. But um basically what happened was Throughout this entire concert, I have this young lady like right next to me, and I made sure to hold on to her. So like she's I'm watching her through the concert, and she's jamming. Like she literally, when the concert started, she had me laughing because she literally was like yelling out this dude, this this dude's name by like his government. I was like, who is that? Oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But like it was certain points in the night, you know, she kind of stumbled. At one point, she fell, and I was like, oh shit. And like I had to grab her at one point because she was like going kind of like towards the incline. But it was just like, even with it, I still had a great time. But at the end, we ended up walking her out to meet her mom. Cause I said, I'm not gonna let you walk out here by yourself. Um, and I know that you're drunk. Cause I could tell she probably was like one stone away from passing out. <laughs> so yeah, she was, y'all, she was just fucked up but we met her and we met her mom and I said hey look I understand I'm a mom I would never want anybody to leave my daughter in a situation like that if you know even though I would hope that she would never be in a situation like that but you know it just kind of reminded me like sometimes y'all it's, it's perfectly okay the kindness of strangers it, it, it pays to be considerate or just you know vigilant and and at the end of the night, she kept apologizing, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to ruin your night. I was like, no, you didn't ruin it. So <laughs> I did get her number, and I texted her today, though, and I checked in on her, and she said she is doing <laughs> well, much better today. I think she just had a hangover. So, yeah, like, just, you know, like, kind of like that PSA, just to kind of be mindful, like, when you go out. Because, I, you know, like I was telling my friend later on, we left, like, fortunately, she ran into me. And somebody who actually looked out for her and not someone who probably would have took her and did God knows what interstate. So the kindness of strangers sometimes is genuine. 
Yeah, cause we cause we generally should care about people in today's society. Cause I was seeing something the other I was seeing something the other day when this woman was like she was at a fast food restaurant, and she asked the person before because before she placed the order she said, "Hey, how are you doing?" And the person was like, "What you want?" And she was like, "Well, damn, I didn't mean I didn't mean to offend you by asking you." Ask you how you're how you're doing, and then people. And I thought the comment section was going to be because you ever you ever see something on the internet, and you'd be like, "Man, I know that." And you'd be like, "You'd be trying to go to the comment section to see who agrees with you or the person that originally posted." <laughs> and I was like, right. "I was like, yeah, everybody got to be on her side." Like, damn girl, that's just a rude person. I go to the comment section, and I'm just bombarded by the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my life. What was being said? I mean. <laughs> nah, that nah, fuck that. That when you go, when you go to a fast food restaurant, you need to say, you need to just tell us what you want. Nobody give a fuck about asking me how my day is. You don't give a fuck what you want. Do you want to order or do you want to have a conversation? Because you want to have a conversation, you need to call one of your little friends. Like what the fuck? Oh, like, wow. Right? Okay. Right? I never. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Exactly. Then other people's like, yeah, I hate when customers try to make small talk with me. It's like just order what you want and go. And oh, I'm wow. like, when did we become a society that you can't check up on each other? Because it's, because granted, people, people, a lot of people want to say, well, it's just common. They, they don't really care. It's like, you don't know what I care about until you actually display disdain for something. Right. Like I was, I think I was in, um, I had a cussed dude out in Home Depot the other day about that. Cause I, cause I was like, cause, cause before I ask anybody, cause first of all, we we display we display manners around here. So even if I don't, so even if somebody don't care, I'm still gonna do the common courtesy of saying or, or saying, "Hey, how are you?" It takes you two seconds to say, "I'm good." If you really don't, if you think that person really don't give a fuck, you can say, "I'm good." That's ingrained, right? You know, maybe it's a southern thing, but is that good? Because you're not common courtesy. Cause I get offended. Somebody walk up to me, just start talking. Like, excuse me. Even if I, even if I know this person, like, hey, good morning. At the bare minimum. Exactly. I don't give a fuck yeah. who you are. So anyway, I was at Home Depot and I was like, hey, good morning. How are you doing? And the dude was like, um, I'm doing fine or something. No, I think I said good morning. He said good morning. I asked him what something was. So he was like, he was showing me. So I, while we was walking, I was like, so how are you doing today? And he was like. He said something. He like he didn't. Even, he said, I, "I'm." He was like, "I'm gonna say I'm doing fine because if because you because he was, no." He was like, "No." He said he was doing good or fine or some shit. And I was like, "Well, that's always great." And he was like, "I was like, I was like, I'm doing pretty well. No complaints." He was like, "Yeah." He says, "I forgot the exact wording, but basically, it was like basically, basically in short, he was saying that if it wasn't fine, he wouldn't tell me." And I just stopped walking because I was like, first of all, bitch." Like how dare like 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 excuse me like the the fuck like the adapt I just stopped walking and he stopped walking. I said I said no why wouldn't you tell me? He said because then he said such. I said well I said well I said because he was like oh well it's not your problem. I said actually we because again we I said we as a society should care more about each other. So if you was to actually tell me that you wasn't doing well today, I would stop and listen to you. And hear your problem because you because you do I say because sometimes you do need somebody to listen to your problem regardless if you know that person or not because then you feel more comfortable telling me because you might never see me again in your life so you will tell me every single problem that you have and feel the relief that you was able to get it off your scratch off your chest and get some advice from somebody that's not biased about the situation. 
I said, so why you busy being? I said, so why you busy being a bitter bitch this morning? You need to think about that next time you say something to somebody. Cause I, I said, cause I was, I said, cause I'm deeply offended by that shit. Cause that shit pissed me off. Like I wouldn't tell it to you. Like, like I, like, like, boy, what the fuck? I'm, I'm sorry that God made you short. <laughs> Fucking the Napoleon complex ass mother. That shit had me hot. Cause it's like, don't tell me what I give a fuck about. Exactly. Like you don't know me from a hole in the motherfucking wall. So you don't know. I could have been. A, I could be a psychiatrist, and you don't even know. Okay. But even and though you just got to be from asking someone like just ridiculous that you never know. The exactly. One person that I may ask may be like, I'm so fucking glad somebody finally asked me about my goddamn tattoo. You right. don't know. You never know. Because mind you, that's the same Home Depot where the astrophysicists work. Well, the, not the astro. <laughs> The, yeah, remember the dude. Remember the dude that worked in aerospace. That's the same. That's the same. Um, that's the same Home Depot where that dude works. So it's like you never know your fucking surroundings, dude. Don't ever try me like that again. That Home Depot's an interesting cast of characters, right? <laughs> and I ain't never seen that dude in there again because I w- I would have loved to see him again because I definitely would have walked up to him like, "How are you doing today?" And I would look at him like, "We already been over this before. Don't you lie to me, man." <laughs> Talk about this already. <laughs> what, what Kanye West say? What Kanye West say? Is these blood diamonds? Don't lie to me, man. Like, like he gonna tell you? Like he gonna tell you the truth? Like, like even though Jacob the Jeweler low key was running around, he went in jail for selling fake diamonds. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> a lot of hip hop don't know that. Like Jacob the Jeweler was out here selling fake diamonds. That is crazy. Like so, so th- imagine Jacob the Jeweler sell you fake diamonds. Do do you tell people you was one of the people, or do you just eat that shit? You might eat that. I think you. Eat it. I think you would just eat it. <laughs> cause Jacob. Cause honestly, the Jacob the Jeweler, like Jacob the Jeweler, but it's like Jacob the Jeweler. Jacob the Jeweler was was like the hip hop. Was the hip hop like diamond connoisseur? So it's like, it's kind of like all y'all, was all y'all wearing fake diamonds? Or did he just decide one day to just finesse a little bit of y'all? No, they're going to be like, I didn't get mine done by Jacob the Jeweler. I didn't mind buying a Jacob Hall. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, like, like I thought I went to Jacob the Jeweler. I just went to Jacob the Jeweler because I thought, because yeah, I thought I, I was just wanted to look cool. I didn't really get nothing from him. I ain't caught nothing. But if y'all, but another thing, if y'all really want to talk about watches, if y'all really want to talk about watches, and Misha, can you yep. step up to the mic a little bit more? And yes. if, y- if y'all really want to talk about watches, and I'm about to break your heart, is that when you bust down a watch, you depreciate the value of it. Watch Antiques Roadshow about the Rolex. Exactly. Because if y'all want to, and for, y'all, for all y'all listeners that don't know what the bust down mean, it means when you put diamonds in, it means when you drill into the watch to put diamonds in it. Cause if, cause this is another thing. Cause I um, I just recently got a, I I just recently got a a Versace watch in the, I just recently got a Versace watch in the mail, and what I love about Versace watches is that Versace watches are high class, but when I wear it, most people don't even know what the fuck I got on my arm because y'all so y'all so used to bust down Rolly, y'all so used to bust down Rollies that y'all don't even know what a nice watch like a, a Versace, a Philip Philippe. A rich, you know, y'all don't even know what a nice watch looks like. So it's always, so it's always funny to me 
that y'all don't know that people that wear the the um that's out here wearing those shits, like that's but wearing the little bust down rollies or whatever, that they they basically depreciate the shit out of that watch. Like that watches, like they can they can sell that shit in a pinch. Did I? Did we ever talk about the the episode the Antiques Roadshow about the man who had the Rolex? That he um, basically bought it, but it didn't accept the box. You could tell he, him about it. Yeah, so he uh, basically, in a nutshell, he was in the military. He said that he bought the watch with the Rolex. He bought, he had the original receipt and everything. He paid, like, I think maybe 200 and something dollars. And so when he said he finally he took some time to get back, when he said he finally got it, it was. So nice, he said. I knew because originally he bought it to use for military exercises, diving. Um, he said he knew that it was something hmm, it's a little bit too nice. So he said he took it and he just put it in the deposit box, but it kept it with everything that it came with the original packaging, the receipt, everything. This stayed in this safe deposit box. He said he would go and maybe look at it a couple times over the years, nothing too much. So he took it to the auction, and the guy was, you know, telling him about it. They're looking at it, and they're praising it, and he's telling him, you know, the significance, and he's looking at everything. And so at first, he tells him that it's worth like two hundred and fifty thousand. So the dude is already like, "What the hell?" And then he's like, "What? This because it's because you kept it and." Such pristine condition, never wore it, it's not worn. The seal on the back, all that he said, he got down to the original receipt documents. He said that the documents were blank, that was a rarity, and that also made it even more valuable. The man's watch was worth, he said, $750,000. And I was like, wow. And as you said, he never had to bust it down. To get it to that yeah, cause why the? Cause again, why the fuck buy a watch and do idiotic things like put putting diamonds in your watch was always stupid to me. Like a diamond necklace was like okay, cool, little bit right. But I always felt a diamond watch like it. Whenever, I, cause I don't even like wearing my di- I Sometimes I don't even wear my diamond earrings because I like I got. I think I. Now, if I wear diamond earrings, I don't wear a necklace. If I wear a necklace, I don't wear my diamond earrings. Cause I feel like, cause y'all done made wearing jewelry look goofy. <laughs> like it's like you can't wear both. If cause I feel like you can't wear both because then you're doing, then you're doing way too much. Like y'all, like y'all be wearing too much jewelry. Like y'all be having a diamond. They got the diamond necklace, the diamond watch, and the diamond rings. Like God damn, like you don't have, like you, like you don't. Like subtlety in this case is better because when you got all that on, you look like Mr. T. <laughs> I mean, they get job with a spoon. Like you got the coordinates, <laughs> right? And then, then most of y'all shit fake. Y'all don't even know how to buy. Y'all don't even know what a real diamond look like, so you don't even know where that you can finesse. Y'all shit sound. Y'all shit. Y'all shit sound. Y'all shit don't even sound like weight. What would you do if you was on one of them the videos where like the guy comes? And he's like, let me test your diamond. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be mad as fuck. I'm not gonna make the episode because I'm gonna because t- I'm gonna ha- I'm like, okay, go for it. I'm like, go for it, little buddy. He's gonna be mad as fuck. He's gonna be mad as fuck. Like the can- he ain't gonna air that shit. He ain't gonna air that shit. He's like, man, he he just gonna look at me, and I'm like, what? What's the problem? Oh, these are real diamonds. Yeah, I don't play that. 
Why the fuck would I put fake diamonds? Why the fuck would I put fake diamonds in my ear? I, I'm not that. I don't do that. Oh wow! I didn't even do that when I was. When, I didn't even do that when I first got. I made sure I bought the real, cause it's like you, cause it looked like the light hits it differently. When we we got real diamonds in your ear, it hits you differently. And then when you get into like the, then when you get, cause when you're younger, cause when I was when I was younger, I just wanted a big ass diamond in my ear. Like I just wanted a big ass rock, right? What, what Chris Tucker saying? Um, what? Uh, uh, money talks. Just like you got a fuck, like you got a fuck somebody rent money in your ear. Like you got a house, got a mansion in your ear. So it's like when I was younger, I always wanted the big one. So then when you get, so then when you get older, you learn about the cut. You learn about princess cuts or whatever. So you can get like a, right. you can get like you can you can get like you can get a bunch of small ones that basically will make a big one, and you can get that designing on the on the man, the earrings I'll be wearing now. It's be, like it's like it's like it's sophisticated now. So I look so I look great. Fancy. I remember my mom <laughs> gave my brother a, some black diamond earrings. That motherfucker lost them. He lost them. Oh, I wanted the black diamond one because that shit was nice. Like that cut was nice. Like the cut of that was nice. So yeah, it's like motherfucker, you lost a good ass fucking earring. But yeah, so I like I like that. Now people, now people gonna be trying to see my. I should never told y'all niggas nothing. Cause now y'all gonna be trying to see my watches when I'm in public. <laughs> oh, I've always been intrigued though by like diamonds that are any other color but traditional. So I don't know. It's always been something, in- you know, a little more interesting to me. It's like you know, like a pink diamond. Have you know, seen uncut like, gems? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm about to say I want the, I want the, I want the, I want the shit from that one. Now I'm about to check it out and see what's in it. Yeah, that that's uncut gems is on Netflix, and to be honest, that's one of that's one of Adam Sandler's best movies. Yeah, I, you know, to me, 20, you know, speaking of Netflix and, and TV, 2022 has been an all right year for me for TV. I, I've been, I've been thoroughly pleased. I'm about to say, don't lie. My genres, but I, my, with my genres. I don't know about everybody else's genres. Oh, no, I wasn't even, I thought you were about to say, it's been a good year for Netflix. I'm like, don't care. No, no, that, I ain't, I ain't also no lies on Because <laughs> Netflix is about their entire head and thinking they're going to put ads. If Netflix, listen, listen, <laughs> Netflix, we done came along. Yo, I remember Netflix. I remember Netflix when I had my magazine. Netflix was one of the first sponsors of the magazine. And they used to pay me $20 per person that signed up for free Netflix. This is when Netflix was like first. Th- it was around 2008, 2007. The DVDs, the pushing, them DVDs. They was did you see more? <laughs> Dog, they was paying me to have people sign up for some free shit. That's nuts. I enjoyed the fuck that. So that was so that was always beautiful to me. So Netflix, as a as a co- as a as a college student, I always appreciated that. I would never, I would never, I would never, never, never not be appreciative of that because that shit paid for a lot of shit. But I swear to God, I've been rocking with y'all since then. I swear to God, if you motherfuckers put ads in the middle of my free shit, mind you, Netflix almost damn $22 at this point, so it's like, put an ad. I fucking dare you. I dare you. I was, I would unsubscribe so fast. So fast. Like, yeah, that would be, I would be like, you know what, you've always been there for me. Thank you. (laughs) I'm about to bid you. I'm about to bid you a do, cause you're not, you're not, you're not making money on top of making money on top of me. 
<laughs> I got no problem with Hulu making it because I, I could no actually I slick got a problem with Hulu too because six dollars eight dollars regardless regardless of the the money level that you pay to use a service you're paying mm-hmm. for it so why the fuck you throwing an ad in the middle of it it might well be free agree this ain't cheap. HBO Max would never HBO Max would never <laughs> HBO Max is coming for y'all fucking head and quiet is kept. I don't be opening most of these apps that much anymore. Anyway, so it's like mm-hmm. it's like play games. So yeah, so yeah, play, 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 play. Don't play, don't play with me, Netflix. They talking about Netflix. With Hulu and Funimation, that's really all I watch. Right. <laughs> so, Net- Netflix. I did you know Netflix spent thirty million dollars per per. They spent thirty million dollars per um. Stranger Things episode for the season that's coming up. What? Yes. Them monsters, the dark side, baby, in my living room for thirty million per episode. Dog, why the fuck? Like, who the fuck approved? That's a cra- like, who the fuck approved this budget? What the How fuck many is-, episodes is it? I have no clue. It's probably gonna be like ten. Wow. Netflix, <laughs> wow. Netflix. Because at this point, Stranger Stranger Things been off air for like. Echo, when was the last episode of Stranger Things? In what, 2019? Yeah. Echo, when was the last episode of Stranger Things? <laughs> 2019. For real? Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's 2019. Oh, that's about three years ago. Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, them motherfuckers like that older shit. Yeah, so <laughs> them three years, them three years have been a long three years for them. Right, they they grown ass men and women at this point. <laughs> grown as fuck. And Netflix tossing, yeah, we come back with the show. Like, are we re- like? I enjoy the show, but I don't enjoy no show at thirty million an episode. Yeah, and I'm like Netflix. I didn't tell you to spend that much money and then try to come. It's just spending that much money on it and then canceling other things. Yeah, the, the things didn't have to get stranger. Yeah, I was Yeah, they better they better get it together. They it's better be the best man. I can't even say that out loud. It better be a good it better be a good episode. They got nothing to do with Netflix, but I seen a photo of somebody and it made me think about something that Mishi said to me about this person. So every time I see a photo of this person, I think about that and then it just it just it just it's it's just it's a lot. I have to see the photo. <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you, but you can't say it out loud. Yo, Instagram is the most messiest place ever because Instagram. If you try to send a photo, right? If I try to send a, a if I try to send a, a a post via Messenger, I mean via um via um DM, it's gonna what it's gonna do is the person who posted is is gonna put them first. Like, why the fuck would I want to send a DM to them about their their own? Why would I DM them their own pers- post? <laughs> so if you don't pay attention, Lord, Lord forbid you. Oh, I, I should have put a caption because I don't no, think you remember. No, I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, because ever since then, I this that's how I see this person, 
and I can't, and I can't, I can't shake it. I can't fucking shake it. I, it you ain't gotta say it out loud. You ain't gotta say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't gotta say it out loud. That's 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 be nice. That's be nice. That's be nice. Okay. <laughs> that person is a very oh shit. That person is a nice human. That's not that's not too bad human like that. But yeah, every time I see that person, I think of that because I was like, you know what? God damn. Yeah. I I I, I do my job to myself. <laughs> All right, there, there you go. Cause I, but I, but also I don't, I don't even know what the fuck's going on with that post. Like, what the, like, what the, what the, like, like, uh, yeah, like, what the. That fuck? was interesting. That was because, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Everything <laughs> about that is interesting. Everything about that is interesting. Like, you look like you got, it's like you got no eyebrows while having eyebrows on your face. Like, what the fuck? It's a whole different face. It's a whole different face because that's not your face. That's you said your... it now. <laughs> I mean, that that was like the nice version of it because that did not that did not your face. It's not. <laughs> no comment. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Anyway, peace, peace, and, peace and blessings <laughs> manifest with every lesson learned. If your knowledge was your worth, then you'll be well learned. We're not talking about Eric about do y'all. I just want to throw that out there. Not y'all. Not an Erica Badu. Shout out to Erica Badu. How you doing? But yeah, we're not talking about Erica Badu. That just felt like I need to. But yeah, so I, I don't even know how I was, I was transitioning to. Uh, yeah, Netflix. so yeah, but and Netflix. Now Netflix, yeah. yeah, but they, but Netflix. Oh, it's another dot before we even because before we even, actually, I'm gonna let you get into that and then I'm gonna tell you what I was okay. gonna say. Okay. No, because I was saying, because, you know, sitting here, like, telling Netflix they can go straight to hell and gasoline draws for putting ads if they try that shit. But every so often they give me something that I'm like, it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. And uh, this week, I must say, Netflix gave me Abercrombie and Finch. Man, now listen, before we go into that, just just like, just to give y'all something to watch, Y'all should watch the Abercrombie and Fish. We're gonna talk about that in just a couple seconds. But they got, mm-hmm. but they have this. They have this other show. I th- it's called yeah. this other documentary. Have you heard about? It? It's called um, Our Father. Uh, what is it about? I've watched a lot, but I don't always remember. I don't think you remember. Movie. I don't think you watched this one. Now, Our Father. Oh, let me find it. Let me make sure. It's, let me make sure I'm saying this right. Yeah, our father. Our father is about the towns. The towns OBGYN. Wait, 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 a minute. Is is this not the one that fathered the kids? Yes. I think it's on my watch list. I think they just added it. I okay. Yeah, I'm I haven't. I haven't watched it, so no spoiler alert for me. But I our father is, is. I haven't watched it yet, but from that trailer. It's nuts. Like that shit is nuts. Like that shit, that shit is. I'm definitely watching that tomorrow. Uh, it's called Our Father. It's on Netflix. It's a gripping. It's like a. It it, it it it. They go. It's it's crazy. After a woman, after a woman's at home DNA test reveals multiple half siblings, she discovers a shocking scheme involving sperm donors and a popular fertility doctor. Mm-hmm. I saw the preview for that. And immediately got added to my watch list. I um I also you know I'm you know I'm a true a big true crime fan and I also watched the Gacy the conversations of the Gacy tapes 
And I know that's a story that's true crime story that's told over and over again, but it's just something about listening to someone who does those type of things on tape talk about it, it, it's, it's just different. That was actually three parts, but it was really good. I, I enjoyed that. But yeah, so but that but that's getting but that oh shit. Yeah, let's get let's get into that because I, I that's but that's getting but that's getting to Abercrombie and Fitch. Wow. What the <laughs> fuck? Also, I just want to point out that Abercrombie and Fitch. So if y'all don't know, Abercrombie and Fitch is a life is an American lifestyle is American lifestyle brand that focuses on casual wear. Now, if you don't now if you don't know about Abercrombie Fitch, like legitimately, they also own Hollister. Mm-hmm. Then go ahead and marinate on that. Exactly. Which is crazy because Hollister and Abercrombie Fitz, if you on the outside looking in, if you had no prior knowledge of what I just said, you would think those two were beat were beefing. Like you would think those are competitors. Cause it's, would. The, it's the same exact fucking clothing line, only it's called Hollister. <laughs> and I've never owned a shirt or a pair of pants from either. <laughs> and that's I'm about to say that's something I could probably say as well. Cause definitely I was not like like the Hollister, the Aeropostles, the Rude Twenty Ones and shit like that. I was never into those because I went because y'all already know I went to a predominantly white school. So I never was into those and I never <clears throat> I never was into those because you will always see the white kids win. Like every I mean every single white kid at my school that wasn't that wasn't that let me refer to that every single white kid at my school that was quote unquote cool was wearing it like Mm -hmm. i mean every single one now mind you i went to school with a bunch of racist homophobic people right that's key that because that's Mm -hmm. very important in telling the story it was racist and it was homophobic so you'll just see a lot of them wearing this and they'll and they'll be and they'll just had a little dixie flags and shit like that so it was always so it was always a turn off to me that for this brand so imagine my surprise when i figure when when the when the documentary comes out and the first thing they talk about on on the documentary is well, you know, in the rebranding of in the rebranding of Abercrombie and Fitch, they made sure that they they made it so that it was sexualizing gay culture. Yeah, I just coming from like I said, like you were saying, like I grew up in a time where Abercrombie and Fitch was very prominent among a certain group of people. <laughs> um, it was a look, it was a a aesthetic that that it. it symbolize the group of kids in school but the advertising i just always assumed that the influence was heavily <laughs> inspired you know by by gay culture i i never understood i was surprised that anyone even questioned that or was like what like how did you not know how did you could you, how could you not know well speaking 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 from just me i was young i was a kid so i'd never the thing about the thing about some things is that 
I'm so not homophobic that I can t- completely miss the picture or something. Cause I didn't, I'd never seen the advertise. Cause I never read, I guess, cause I never read any magazines that would primarily have the advertisement. Because we wasn't going to see uh, Abercrombie and Fitch advertisement in Vogue. You wasn't going to see yeah. it in Slam magazine. You wasn't going to see it in Complex. <laughs> so it's like all the magazines I read, you definitely wasn't going to see it in Time in New York, in the New York Times. So it's like all the advertisements that were primarily carry that i never like now that i think about it i've never seen that i ever call me advertisement to the documentary i i guess for me yeah i definitely saw them because i you know i remember you know all that and um i remember there was a point in time i i feel like you know they had the little catalog and and all that stuff and you know even through all that i always was like this isn't for me this this isn't for it just never it, it screamed not for you niggas <laughs> and I guess you know being aware of that it was just one of those things like mm, not nah, like it was definitely one of those stores that as soon as I hit the whiff of it I turned the other direction because that store you could smell seventeen stores away in the mall that motherfucking Ooh. store and that was another thing that kept me away that store yeah. was so. Fucking smell like I like I again. I had no clue what an Abercrombie and Fitch store looked like on the inside until that documentary because it's no way on God's green. First of all, I hate malls, and but it, but but when I was a youngster, I didn't realize why I hated malls. So I used to go to the mall. But you'll walk past there and you'll see two shirtless men, and you'll be like, "Man, this place smells like ass." <laughs> And not even like good, not even like good ass, not even like script club ass. It was like just heavily perfumed, heavily cologne, like bro. It was bro ass. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was, oh, that, that smell was intoxicating. That was one of those ones you're like, uh, one of those scents from the 90s where it's like, you don't forget that. It's like CK1. I know what that smells like when I smell it. Like it's just one. It was just one of those things. It was very, very strong, and the music was insanely loud. Like you would walk by and be like, "What the fuck is rape going on in there? Like what they doing?" Like right? Like how the fuck? Like how the fuck can you even think? Like how do you think in that environment? Exactly. <laughs> you weren't supposed to though. Ever doing? <laughs> yeah. I love, but I love, but I love that. I love that. I love that Abercrombie. By the way, Abercrombie and Fitch is named after his two founders, David C. Abercrombie. And Israel fits, so they did. So they did. So it is. So the Abercrombie fits. I keep on. I keep on almost saying something else, and you know I'm almost <laughs> saying something else. But I'm trying to keep it to myself. So yeah, it was. So it was interesting because the brand started out. The brand eventually started out like some sporting good shit. So to mm-hmm. see them go from, which is really funny, to see them go from what would be, what would what would be considered the most masculine thing of the time to just permanently feminicating it out. Was always interesting because again, I didn't really connect the two, and then once you see the two, you're like, "Oh, that shit makes sense." Because the clothes were mm-hmm. awfully tight, because you have to yeah. make your clothes that tight on purpose. Exactly. And then, and then I wanted to be really petty and point this out on Facebook, which I still probably still should. I still should because I would, but but again. I would love to know. I would love to just get all the the homophobic people from my school that were Abercrombie Fitch. I would love <laughs> to get them in a room and let them watch the documentary and let them see that X Y Z magazine 
was was heavily used in the making of like Abercrombie and Fitch advertisements. That it was. Cause you did you actually? I know you said you don't watch Euphoria, but did you? I remember you said you watch um you watch Alex um Lexi's play, right? Uh no, I didn't get to that. Episode. Oh no, you watched the other episode where Ruth was on where Ruth was on the run. Yeah, Cat Calls and Cast in LA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was she was just she was just GTA and she told her. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's that's what you watch. But nah, because this is because it's one part. It's this one part in Lexi's play where she's making fun of like the erotic the erotic nature of football in the locker mm-hmm. rooms, and that that and that's the vibe I get from Abercrombie from Abercrombie ads is that it's like they was making it's like they was it's like it was basically taking like home of it was taking like gay culture and putting it in your face, but you was too mm-hmm. blind to realize it was like you was too blind to realize it. Right, putting a masculine overtone to it. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. It, and the funny thing is, it it didn't even it didn't even go about. It didn't even have a like a masculine overtone. It was just straight up. It straight up just was. And I, I don't say this in a. I don't say this in a in a bad sense, y'all. But it was just straight up gay. Well, I, well, I think when that's like a masculine overtone, I think more so with the choice of models, like. Just how the the what they rep, quote unquote represented in terms of with the all American look and the butt super buff white guy with blue eyes and the chiseled abs who plays across and rugby probably a little bit of hacky sack in his spare time like yeah, you, play you know hacky, it was, you play with a hacky sack <laughs> in his spare time I didn't move my hand. <laughs> yo, 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 can we, yo, can we, yo, but, but a side note, I don't want to get off track, but I love how a lot of the younger listeners, the young, by the, by younger listeners, I mean 20 year olds, I love how like, the 20 year olds, the 20 year olds, they had to ask their parents about the, um, about Luther Vandross because of us. Cause they didn't, under, cause I, cause I, cause they did not understand why Luther Vandross being on the remix and sit on it would be funny. <laughs> So they asked their parents, and their parents explained to them that our, yeah. So yeah, so that was so that was funny. But yeah, the doc the documentary was all kind of wow because they 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 rebranded it to be like heavily like heavy like heavy feels on like the on the gay on the gay <laughs> culture. But I don't even remember gay people even fucking with Abercrombie and Fitch. Because <laughs> I, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I'm about to go. I'm about to ask because I could have swore <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I, I about to, ooh, ooh, I about to do something real crazy. Yeah, you ever, you ever I, just, you ever say something, and then you, yeah, I, cause well, people, well, people know he gay. Cause I was about to ask my one friend whether not he wore it. Cause I, but then I, I don't think he ever wore it. And he was like the only, like he was. So it's like, I only think gay people fuck with Abercrombie and Fitch. It, yeah, it like I said, it's one of those things that. I never ran with nobody who was like, you check, you see the new Abercrombie collection. Nobody. I never wore, I never knew anybody who wore the shirts. And thank goodness. Um, because those were an abomination. Um, those graphic tees. Which is nuts. I think about it now, of course. But even then, it was like, that ain't, that, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thing too because I didn't. First of all, this mind you, this how you know I'm a young ass motherfucker because I didn't even know that Hollister. I mean Hollister, that is same thing. But I didn't even know about the graffiti things. I just because everybody again, everybody in my school, they just wore the shirts that say Abercrombie Fitch, 
A and F, A A and F. Like they just wore like the, the that type of shit, like that. But then there's some about the documentary. There's some about um, there's some about graphic tees. I was like, wow, they made graphic tees. Yep. And then they went. Then they got real stupid with it. Well, we ain't really put no thought. They really when they said we ain't really put no thought into it. I said, okay, some bullshit about to come. <laughs> yeah, we were just. They said do whatever came to the top of our head. I was like, oh shit. And then they came up with the two Wongs can make it right. No, two no. Or was it two Wongs can uh, two Wongs make it white? Which one was it? it was two a laundry. Wongs make it, it was two terrible. Wongs make it white. I'm saying white. I said right, but my I meant yeah. white. I was like, oh, these motherfuckers, oh, these motherfuckers done lost their whole mind. That that was insane. Then the because it was um, super racist. Like it was super racist for no fucking reason. Exactly. Because you could have took two white guys and like, oh, these two like two Johns can make it white. Like it was like <laughs> anyway, we, it was like two Smiths can, two make, it can make it white. Like <laughs> like it's like you didn't have to go the stereotypical. But this making fun of Asians route, right? And then they had a series of them. It, it can literally, it can literally just say we can make it white. <laughs> yeah, it could have. It really could. Have. We can make it white, or two, us two can make it white. Yeah, I. <laughs> and that's just like you know, and and watching it, and it just going to like. Everything about the employees and how they have to look, and basically them telling you no black folks, no, because we don't folks. like locks. But yet, you know, I didn't understand why anybody black would want to work for them. I never understood it, and yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that that was weird for me. <laughs> I felt no sympathy for that woman because she she no. wanted to be like she. You could. I'm not gonna say that about her. She was an interesting. I'm just gonna say she was an interesting. She was an interesting young lady. And when she yeah. was like, oh, because, yeah, because, you know, Abercrombie & Fitch, it was an embodiment of America. Like, everybody wanted to work for Abercrombie & Fitch. Everybody wanted to wear Abercrombie & Fitch. And I'm sitting there like, no, the fuck they didn't. Not at all. No, the fuck they didn't. Because, I, I, again, I didn't, I, the only black people I seen, because the only black people I seen wearing Abercrombie & Fitch was making fun of people that were wearing Abercrombie & Fitch. Cause they'll wear American Eagle shirts. They'll wear Hollister. They'll wear El Apostle. Like they was making fun of the people that was wearing these. That or it was the black people who didn't hang out with black people. That's to see. I didn't want to do it like that because even then, because I was, because not, nah, oh, I didn't know. I didn't again. I didn't go to school with no black people. But it's like even then, it was like it was like it because even then, because you guys, because fuck it, we'll say it. It, it was the only black people that was wearing Hollister and Air Apostle and Abercrombie Fitch because they liked it was the ones that wanted to be black. I mean, wanted to be white. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, well, I, I didn't want I just want to group all of it because the motherfucker was like, you was an Oreo too, motherfucker. But I didn't, I was an, or, I, I, <laughs> I was the Oreo that wanted to be white though. I was just an Oreo. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, she, she got a huge reality check. Her, the, the, not being as naive as she was, she got a huge reality check. But shout out to her mom because her mom, I think, just was like, "Girl, I tried to tell you, right. and you didn't really listen, so you had to learn the hard way." But they basically, had, <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but it was funny. Like, oh nah, fuck that! That shit, that, was that shit was like, funny. That shit was funny as fuck because. 
you set yourself up for failure. You know damn well that that damn white ass <laughs> Thor wasn't wasn't fucking with you. Then to further the point, the motherfuckers what they had her in the back. They had her in the back cleaning the mannequins back. and shit. And then they was like, and then she said, well, the manager said that I was a really good window washer. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> Girl, like you, my friend said, they had you in there like an indentured servant. The and naivete. The, the schedule. And he was still calling asking about hours for two months. Two months. Two, two months. months. It's like the, no disrespect, no disrespect, but none of the misfits. But it's like we got an Aquaman one time, and the misfit was like, I haven't spoken to my boyfriend in three months, and I'm and I uh, some shit, and she was like, I feel like I should move on or something. It's like that nigga been moved on three months. <laughs> it ain't even your boyfriend no more. <laughs> like again, Girl, no disrespect, to y'all. Like God <laughs> damn, like oh, God. the fuck said. My boyfriend, I have spoke for three months. Shit, some shit like your boyfriend. That nigga, that boy stopped being your boyfriend a long time ago. <laughs> it took you three months to know you ain't talk to this nigga. <laughs> three months? I get antsy if I if I haven't talked to Freckles in like a day, all day. Like a, I be antsy, but I don't be thinking it's over enough. But damn, like damn, three months? You can go three months. You wasted eighty-seven days of your life, right? Like, 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 damn, like, it's cool. Like, it's cool. Like, if you have smoked somebody like a day, that's cool. Great. But three months? Three months? Like, what the? Like, come on now. Three months? Like, no really? No, ma'am. Three months. That shit. So, yeah. So, I'll be damned if I'm calling a job for two months. Hey, y'all gonna put me on schedule this week? Nah, we ain't got you on schedule this week. Okay, I check. They probably like, did dumb. They probably like, did dumb motherfucker. They probably was seeing how many months. Like what? So what made her stop after two months? I need to know. Her mama, because it sounded like that's when the mama was like, "Girl, the motherfuckers ain't calling you back." Like, baby, I had to break it to you because I thought you were just come to the conclusion that you use a nigga. Yeah, girl. I, she was like, "Yeah, I thought you knew." I I don't even know when she said like her mom was like. Yeah, my mom was like, I didn't, she didn't even know I wanted to work there. I was like, because your mom's smart. <laughs> your mom was smart, young lady. Your mom saw the slave. Your mom saw the slave feel from a mile away. Your dumb man walking in there smiling. Because all that shit was crazy. And then for because it was one of those, it was, see, this is my thing about Hollister and Abercrombie mm-hmm. and Fitz, is that I like when they on their bullshit like that. Tell me how you really feel. Like, exactly. Because it's like, they was openly honest because y'all didn't see no black. See, that's the thing. The people in this documentary is old enough to remember the advertisement for Abercrombie and Fitz because that was one of the key components that made them want to work for Abercrombie and Fitz because they kept on emphasizing how they liked the ads. Now, uh, Abercrombie and Fitz ad never had a black person in it, not once. And not for nothing. Quite a few of those people on that documentary would not have been allowed to be in the ad, let alone an employee. So there's that. And that's what I'm saying. So it's like you can look. So it's like if you want to know whether or not you're accepted in a place, you can look at the ad and see that. But you didn't see yourself in the ad. So you set yourself up to go in for a job interview for a place that if you use your critical thinking, you could have been like, man, they don't got no black people in this. But yeah, like I was saying is, 
I have no problem with brands being all bullshitty like that because what I'm not going to do is get them no money. I like you. I'd rather you do that than you try to fake the phone like you don't do that. Yeah. And even after, like, you know, the lawsuit came up and they did that and then they brought in the guy with the diversity, I still was like the sheer simple fact that they had to be sued to be inclusive. Why would you want to go work there? Let them crash and burn on their own if that's going to happen. I wouldn't have helped them. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I don't get. Because, um, what was it? The When they started the petition about the words that the, the, the words that the CEO said, when the CEO was like, oh, Oh, we just oh we don't want no fat people wearing our clothes. We want we only want hot people or some shit. Mind you, this dude like a pile of shit. <laughs> this, this man he like this man like, like a, a collapsing a collapsing piece of shit on the left side. Yeah, he looked like a twisted turd. Yeah, so when he said that, that was just a clear indicator that y'all don't have to y'all don't have to because again, again morally he's wrong. Legally. He he's not because he can say that shit because it's a free market. All you got to do is not buy his shit. Y'all kept on buying the shit like y'all kept on buying the shit and was shocked that he kept on doubling down. Y'all kept on <laughs> buying it like that was the thing that got me is that you motherfuckers would keep on buying something and then go ooh something got to change. Yeah, you you don't have to buy right. like nothing about Abercrombie and Fit. And then they tell because they telling you in the documentary, yo, we was just throwing random shit on shirts and y'all just like yeah, I gotta go buy that. Like you just feel stupid, and then what gets me is the gay dude that started the petition, and they invite him, and he tried to be dramatic as fuck in the meeting. <laughs> I do down a paper at the paper at the stack of paper, and I said, "These are the people that you call fat, gay, and all this thing that you don't want wearing your clothes. We would proudly give you money if you would just create sizes for us. Like, what the fuck are we doing?" Look, the president of diversity was not feeling him in that interview. Because the president of diversity, because the president of diversity was like, "Yo, I'm basically here because somebody got to get this money, and I'd rather it be me than another person." And that's respectable. I understand that you there for the money, but when the but when the dude that's part of the Alphabet Mafia, you had a chance to say, "I don't give a fuck how many meetings you schedule. I'm not fucking with you." Especially when he doesn't even show up to the meeting, right? Like you're st you're still in there asking for a seat at their table. Fuck their table. Like again, I have never seen the Abercrombie and Fitch shirt that I was like, "Yo, I got sell out my I got sell out my whole race for this shit." So it's like, dude, you so and I only pointed out that he's gay because I want because he was black and gay. So he sold out the black community and the gay community. Well, that and. They had such a that little wording in the contract. They knew exactly what they were doing, and nothing changed. And that was the thing. It was like y'all came in there and absolutely nothing changed. It didn't because they didn't ask for nothing. You went in there. Exactly. You went. You went right in there, and you didn't ask for a damn thing. You just <laughs> said, "Here's the people," and I think that's what the diversity hire dude was trying to say was that you went in there all dramatic and shit, but you didn't ask for nothing. 
Like what the fuck do like what the fuck do like what the fuck do you want? Like okay, cool. You're in here, you threw it down, you look you got your you got your little moment off, but what the fuck are you actually asking for this company? Because what you should be asking for this company is a donation to a to the to a charitable black fund and then I still will come out that meeting not fucking with them. Because they still feel the way they feel at the end of the day, which is why I always, I'm always on the side of let the fucking building burn down. Right. You don't need to save that building, especially, especially when it comes to something like this, like, like as far, like, like going back, I always harping on Gucci. Y'all don't have to, y'all don't have to ask Gucci to change. They're never going to change. And if they, and even if they do change, it's just in the public eye. And I'm like, just to, to add icing to the cake, they were both perverts, the top main dudes. It just just completely molesting a lot of models. Dude said, dude that said they'll invite him over. What do you say? Invite him over to his house. (laughs) He said he put his hand on his chest. He was like, just go down till you till you feel till you feel uncomfortable. And he was like, yeah, he was like, stop before you feel uncomfortable. Some shit. He said my hand didn't move. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. good. That my that my was like I I'm surprised he said I ain't, I don't even want your hand on my chest right now. Like you like you getting over right there, right? Yo, I'm good, motherfucker. I don't fuck with you like that. I fuck I I like that model because they was they was basically that was some that Abercrombie and Fitch. I keep almost saying something else. That was a predatorial like <laughs> that was like a, some predatorial shit. Like they was grooming kids. Pretty much, but then like, how about the one dude that they like literally sent um sent home? <laughs> the one because he was like, oh. and remember he was like the plane ticket was available like the next day or something. No, nah, it was available that night. They didn't even let him spend. They didn't even let him finish out his night. They said they said they said um such and such would call him because I can't yeah. say his name due due to legal reasons. They said such and such would call him and then the, that if you decline within minutes within minutes you would get a call from the Abercrombie rep saying, "Hey, well we got a plane ticket for you to go home tonight. We won't be using you for this shoot." Got a first class ticket back to the house for you, Right? And I was surprised <laughs> that they were actually sending you home in first class like in a decent seat. I was I was surprised they didn't just say, "Well, you got to find your way home. Get the hell out of the right. hotel." Right. So everything about just everything about that was always crazy. But Abercrombie and Fitz now, when you go look at them, they making they it 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 honestly look like they making fucking um what is she call it like they making fucking like H and M clothes. It's so fuck. It, it's like old old navy like right. <laughs> it look it looks weird now. It's like damn. Can you go back to just hating everybody? Like go back to some go back to hating everybody. Let's let's try that. Go back to your gangster shit, <laughs> right? Like, like, stand, like standing your p's and q's. <laughs> yeah, that whole that was definitely one of the ones that was like, yeah, I always assumed this, but it's been confirmed. And but in the manner that it was confirmed, it's just like this is wild, right? It's like, oh wow, y'all motherfuckers is because I I wasn't expect like it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't I never paid it too much attention. I just right. knew I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna participate in it. But it's like damn for you to be so racist that a motherfucker had to sue you. So blatant. <laughs> like it was blatantly di- like it's like again, it's one thing to be disrespectful, it's another thing to be blatantly disrespectful with it. Like, wow. So this is how y'all giving it up. Like this how you giving it up. Yeah. 
It's like this is how you giving it up and look at you. Like playing in my like you playing in my face. You playing in my face. Right. It's like, come on, man, really? Really? Like, God damn. Like the if I would forget if I were forgetting something. We're definitely forgetting something. It was a lot. Like <laughs> I feel like we are too in, in but it was just so much in that documentary that it was it was a wild ride for sure. Because it was a lot I I definitely learned uh, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it was it was one of those things where it's like you you do get to experience what the fucking fat well what that fashion side of the things is because they had like that was th- oh 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 i do recall though um from from that the thing where he was like how, i guess it would be how anal he was with the thing with on the plane and they had to like have step by step manual where he was like if they asked for something you'd be like yes please and then they was like the person or the the staff gotta not look him in the eye, and they gotta look down. It was some like it was. They said it was like a forty-page manual of like his specific like instructions on for the the, the staff on the plane. <laughs> and that was wild to me because I didn't find because at first I didn't find his analness to be a problem when it came to the clothes. I didn't I didn't like the vulgarity of the language when he called those when he called those women pants. I'm not gonna repeat, but. I didn't have a problem with him saying we need to change this, we need to change that. That wasn't that was interesting because y'all don't because I guess if you don't if you don't participate in fashion or participate in creating anything, then you can easily paint that narrative as he being as him being an asshole. Mm-hmm. But that was but that was just some full on just if I say what I say, I do what I do. Like don't like don't like don't play with me with that because again. I didn't have no problem with that part. I never, I never had the cold problem with the clothing. It was the, it was the people behind it. But when it came to that plane, she was like, "Oh no, you bugging!" Right, like, <laughs> like it was just really like that type of that. Like, I guess that was like the type of like eccentric shit. Like the dude said, he was like, "Man, he was just fucking weird." I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't fuck with him. Yeah. But it. Was, it's, it was good. It was very that's a good. That's a good documentary y'all should watch when y'all get a chance because you get to learn a lot about H and M. Oh, H and M. Oh, you get a lot to learn about uh, Abercrombie. I'm, I'm dry snitching. Abercrombie <laughs> about Abercrombie about Abercrombie and Fitch. You get to see about their all their all their tactics, the the model. They just basically hiring people to yeah. So yeah, when you get a chance, make sure y'all check that out because it is it is worth the watch. It's called White Hot. It's on Netflix right now. It's a Netflix original. So it's not going anywhere. It's there to stay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. And that was a good one. And, you know, if we can switch lanes or switch subscribers that gave us another um, uh, documentary, epic documentary on another fashion house. <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for that recommendation because. Oh, almost that de- most definitely because I I don't think a lot of people know it's on Hulu, but Von du- Von Dutch has a documentary out right now, and when I tell you you are not ready, I mean it from the bottom of my heart because it has nothing to fucking do with the popularity of Von Dutch, but the backstory and scandals that is the brand Von Dutch. And the man Von Dutch. 
Now, if y'all don't know, the name the name of the documentary is a three part documentary series. It's called "The Curse of Von Dutch: A Brand to Die For." The Curse of Von Dutch chronicles chronicles the unbelievable true stories behind the rise and fall of the two thousands most iconic fashion trend. And that is that of that because <laughs> that description doesn't even begin to like give a whiff of what that documentary really got into. Yeah. Um, it, it was a lot of, it was a lot. Some of it, like I told you, I had to go back and watch, like, I had to, I watched it, and I was like, I gotta rewind that, because I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta take that back in, because what happened? Um, it was just, it was so much, and once again, you know, people of color doing creative things that make other people because Von Dutch, you cannot for all y'all young people and all y'all people that's not in America, you cannot escape a Von Dutch hat. Von Dutch hats was practically every single place that you turned your head in the early 2000s. Like Von Dutch was like God body fashion. Like you couldn't if you didn't have a Von Dutch hat, you was you won shit. And mm-hmm. I mean every single like every single imagine every single celebrity having something on like yeah. Von Dutch, like i can't like i'm not gonna sit up here and lie even though yeah. the outcome of von dutch i loved von dutch i had a von dutch hat it was everywhere yeah it von was. dutch was every fucking way and just you know after watching that now realizing like in a sense like the brand and what it represented in the public and the history and backstory of it in the private was like night and day. The motherfucker having shootouts, killing. Then first of all, first of all, it's like five thousand people who claim they started Von Dutch. <laughs> so you start there. And well, I just say like like I said when I first you know got to the first episode and I guess in ten minutes in, not even I don't know. And old boy whips out the pipe and the foil and gets to doing what he do. And I said, whoa, that was the first sign I knew we was in for a wild ride. Because I was like, wow, okay. Um, You know, like, in watching it, I kind of had a a bittersweet relationship with him. But what, was it Mike? Mike. I think that was still God. Um, because he had the vision and that was obvious, but he had no businesses. It, and I think that was part of like their biggest downfall on that end. They just had no businesses. Almost definitely. You can already tell it. It felt like, it felt like none of them had a business sense to them at all. And they were at just all? like going by the seat of their pants. 
And then when right. it clicked, it clicked. And then it was like they didn't know how to maintain it. So they just it just got 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 out of control. You got the background shit with everybody claiming to fucking create it. And you got the you got the blood, you got the literal blood, sweat, and tears being put into the company. Oh, exactly. Like it, it it was it was a wild ride. Like but you know, somebody we about to spoil it. We, we about to spoil it for y'all. Cause yeah. cause this cause this one ain't cause this one this one but when when they read the Von Dutch manifesto. Mm-hmm. That shit fucked me up, cause mind you, I never knew that shit existed. Me either. Tony never knew it existed either. <laughs> cause if y'all don't know, Tony is basically Tony is basically his black man. Tony is a black man. Shot to him. He got he got Von Dutch oh. hot. <laughs> oh man! Like do yeah, you he's... like do you like do you realize how much of a racist you have to be to actually sit your ass down? Look at a pen and paper, and write down a manifesto, in the sense of black people fuck black people fuck Jewish people. Like, do you understand how bad of a fucking race you got to be? But what kill? But really quick, even with you know, in relation to that, I'm like Ed deserves the petty of the millennium or millennial. Lifetime Achievement Award because that is some of hands down the most petty shit. And he was just like, "Y'all just paid me my one percent." And he got a point. You'd have just paid me, but it's like, dog, you'd have paid him his one percent. Y'all would not have been in that predicament. But also, it's like, nigga, you ain't no better than them because why the fuck you holding on to this information? Why are you holding on to it? And then in the interview, why are you crying? For for a fucking Nazi. But this this is my favorite part. There was like there was like his friend. My favorite part is he hated he hated everyone too much to be one of those guys. He was just provocative <laughs> like that. Cause they were saying that he was like a white power guy. He was like he hated every. I'm so sick of white people in there. I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Whatever, we know what you mean. <laughs> we know what you mean. Okay, this is wild. This is wild because Robert Williams, a friend and fellow artist, said said that Von Dutch was quite a racist. Didn't like anybody. How? Like what the? Like okay, so that make you a racist? Exactly, racist, racist associated, <laughs> racist associated, like racist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like if you held on, like he said, like the dude did have a point. He was like, you, you, you invested in this. You knew this, so you also was with the bullshit. It's fucking well. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Hell, hell. <laughs> but I was <laughs> exactly shit. Like fuck. I will that say, fucked me up, man. <laughs> the um, you know when uh, well when they came when uh Escobar quote unquote came to the office and like I said when they showed. Tommy, Tom, what was it, Tommy or Tommy? Because that was what I was looking at the spelling. I thought it was Tommy. I think but, it was Tommy, yeah. Yeah, like when he was looking, he said, like, I was looking at them, like, which one I was going to have to kick high and which one I was going to have to kick low. Because he was, I just, he just knew he was going to whoop out some kung fu skills to get shit popping with Escobar's game. Yeah, you got, okay, you, you, you going to win that, you going to win that, you going to win that battle, but you're going to win that war. 
<laughs> but have you actually now that I think about it, looking at a picture of Von Dutch when he was older, he looked like he fucking he looked like a damn neo Nazi white power white supremacist type person. You definitely giving hell, hell, Satan, not hell. Oh, have you not? Have you not? Have you not? Have you not seen his older pictures? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, I got you. I got I got you. I'm about to send you one right now. Well, the one, the only one he got, the only one that matters. Again, when I die, clear my search history. <laughs> Freckles, if you're listening, my friends have permission to clear my search history. <laughs> what did that oh, like? man. I'll send it to you. Right, I just sent it right now. Okay. I sent it to you on Facebook. You can go look at that. That's that okay. is fucking. That is a next. That's next level. Like that's one of the things where it's like you know what I should know. Hmm. I should have known. Damn, I should have known. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's definitely yeah. Look at that, you strong de- Thurman, strong Thurman vibes, yeah. right? Like how the hell, like, I, like how the hell, I didn't notice. Yeah, he's definitely giving some strong Thurman vibes. Yeah, that that whole <laughs> that and the crazy part about it is the the way that they held that to like the very end was like double true because at point the plot twist that just kept kept coming and I was like and that's the way. <laughs> And that's how it really ended out. Like, just so much, and you know, oh boy, I just really felt for him. Like, he had a he had a real rough adulthood. <laughs> like, he was constantly in like the middle, of, like shit going on, and it was always violence, murders. And... Anything that I've seen, anything. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> Nobody knows my sorrow. But what I did enjoy about the documentary was seeing that how many times the damn brand failed because they didn't know what direction they should go in. Because one wanted to go in like a really like like Urban street because there was somebody, there was somebody, what was there? Was somebody, oh, fuck, there was my um, Snakehead. Was it Snakehead? It's fuck, what was the name of that brand in the in the, in the um, in the documentary? Oh, not Broken Arrow, yeah, oh, Broken Arrow. So it's like one of them, so it's like it was a clear indication that one of them clearly knew how to run a fucking run a, run a fucking brand, but egos are a son of a bitch because the person that knew how to run a brand, y'all ain't listening to him. Y'all go listen to a motherfucker that don't know nothing about nothing. Well, this, um, well, I guess this was something interesting when they talked about, um, how he was able to get the brand and basically didn't have to pay anything. He talked about the contract. And I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I didn't, I don't know much about like the contract, of course, but I thought that was an interesting, um, option in the contract about the buying. Like, did he buy it out? Or did he buy, how did he buy him out? I guess that was the question. Like, how did he end up buying him out? You can share on share. What happens is you can buy no shares in the company with the other part. Well, you can buy no shares in the company where you become a majority and then you already have the board seats. Then you can just vote somebody out and just pay out their shares. Okay. Yeah, because he was saying, like, if dude left, he. What, what did he say if he um 
how did he got the company? Like, if the dude refused to leave, he got the company, but if he left, he was going to pay him. No, or he could buy it back from him. That's what he was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was kind of but he knew he didn't have the he knew he didn't have the money to do so. Right, right. Because right, the company right. was failing. Like, because the company, because the biggest problem is the company kept on fucking failing because they couldn't they couldn't pick a fucking direct they couldn't pick a fucking direction to go in, and they couldn't right. fail and they kept on failing because they couldn't get black people to wear their clothes. Because before Tony came on board, is there a brand that's basically a brand ambassador? Von Dutch wasn't shit. Like Von Dutch got the black people on board, and then you got Jay Z. Like um, what Tony got, Britney Spears and Von Dutch, and from then on there out, they started selling a hundred dollar hats. Like imagine that they selling a hundred dollar, a hundred dollar hat. Yeah, and I was I was thoroughly confused that like, how the hell did you get? at the time, one of the biggest rock stars in the world to wear your shit on his episode of the MTV show, and you still <laughs> didn't... You still weren't able to run with that, per se. Because they're not or, cool. You know, they was like, they was like posers. There was a bunch of... All of them was a bunch of posers, because if you was cool, and you had your... Again, if you had your business sense together, then you would have been ready to go. But because you wasn't, but because you was a fucking dodo bird that's too busy trying to argue over what percentage of nothing the other person could get, you damn near almost missed the opportunity because Tony's being bored with the gift of gab helped the company out tremendously. But them motherfuckers still almost ran that shit into the ground. Oh yeah, when, <laughs> I must admit when they started talking about that part in particular about the the oversaturation and. <laughs> They flashed that picture of Von Dutch kids or Von Dutch girls. I just chuckled. I was like, "What?" Like Von Dutch was so fucking nutty that Christian that Christian that Christian left the company to start Ed Hardy. Oh yeah, and that was another brand I love. Now Christian ain't never been a racist, so he good in my book. But yeah, I, I used to love Ed Hardy. Yeah, they were like they had like the little dogs and Von Dutch jackets. And I was like, you know what? They was doing too they much. Had the energy drink. I was like, huh? Right? They was doing. They oversaturated the market, and you'll think they would know to pull up a little bit, because who mm -hmm. the fuck? Nobody wants to wear something that everybody like. If you're making something exclusive like that, you might want to pull up a little bit on everything you're making. Like, you don't need to say yes to everything that comes with a check. Right. Yeah. It that. <laughs> So, yeah, it was it was nuts. Like the whole, the whole three parts, all of it. Um, and like I said, it was just so much that happened. Like so many things. <laughs> and I'm just trying to think of some other stuff that really like stood out. Oh, the um in the beginning when they were talking to um the guys um I don't know if they were still married. The wife, the one when she was like 16 and was like out. She was like a crystal meth. Was her drug of choice? I was like, mm. I was like, she'll, so she'll do all kinds of shit. She'll she'll tell her all kind of legal shit. Yeah, we will we will buy the we will buy the dickies. We'll buy the dickies yeah. and we'll we'll unsold the label to put our label in there. Like, okay. Should you be telling us that today? Like right? I guess she was like, man, this company bankrupt. They ain't never come back, so fuck it. Right. Yeah, it was just like but you know, 
when you told me like, you know, the end in particular, yeah, I was that was a bit emotional. That was because I was like, wow, he's been through so much. I just want good for him. <laughs> I just want something good to happen for this young man because he's lived a life. He has lived a life and seen a lot of stuff. So and to to have that happen on top of all that, it was like, wow. He deserves a better life. <laughs> he most definitely deserves her hopefully living a better life right now. Yeah. But I definitely enjoyed that one. So thank you for that recommendation. That was a good a, a good recommendation indeed. Yeah, oh no pro no no problem, because y'all definitely so y'all gag. Yeah, y'all definitely should watch Von Dutch, White Heat, and Our Father, because they'll that'll keep y'all occupied for like a good a good for a good long while. Right. Like for I wanna say wait wait, afternoon. I was trying to remember how long these damn things are. So yeah, a good afternoon that'll be a good right, afternoon. Good. Yeah, good afternoon. You drag them out. Three episodes are about an hour each, give or take. I'll act like this um, shit is, um, I'll act like this shit was um, a TV series because I, I have forgot for a couple seconds there. <laughs> no, but you could definitely make an afternoon out of it, so it's definitely yeah. worth the watch. But yeah, so yeah, that's about that's about all that's about all we got this week, y'all. Movies. Yeah, so we do appreciate y'all listening to the Aquaman Nord podcast. It's been a Squire Saeed production. We do this each and every Wednesday. TheAquaMinority.com Make sure you go there. Make sure you subscribe to us on all social media platforms. And we bees out. Have a good one. Bye. Peace. My dumb ass.